Welcome to Two Guys, One Lightsaber, the podcast for the casual Star Wars fan who likes to talk, have fun in a galaxy far, far away. Brought to you by your hosts, Mike Pandoff and Ron Burgess. And welcome back to Two Guys, One Lightsabers. And this episode is Attack of the Fans, where we're going to be talking about our favorite fan films after we get through the news. How are you doing, Ron? I'm doing good, man. Uh, we had Snyder Cut Justice League. We had Falcon Winter Soldier. And apparently there's a ton of Star Wars news for us to catch up on. Yeah, that's what happens when stuff happens and we take a little break there unnecessarily. But, you know, we're all set now. We're going to be we're ready. We're grinding and we are going <laughs> to get through this news and then talk about my favorite fan films. So, Ron, leave me with the news. Uh, so reports are Hayden Christensen is filming scenes without Vader mask for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we'll be seeing burnt Anakin Skywalker face. See, that's very interesting to me. I wonder if this means like we're going to have like one on one scenes with Vader, like Hayden Christensen, like kind of like doing monologuing to himself. Or if these are just going to be like Obi-Wan kind of like looking into the force and seeing him. Like, you know, like new force power kind of things. Like maybe this is kind of like kind of a version of Kylo Ren and Rey. That would be interesting. I don't know how uh, connected Vader and Kenobi are, but if you're going off Rise of Skywalker, Palpatine apparently has the ability to connect people. So that could be a possibility. I got something. I got something. I got something. What if it's Qui-Gon Jinn talking to him? That could be cool as well. Qui-Gon can't be a force ghost, but he can still talk. And Qui-Gon has been confirmed to at least doing a voice or something for Obi-Wan's show. Right. So, yeah, that, that, that could, could be, be very it. interesting. <laughs> and uh, so, speaking of uh, Qui-Gon, he might also be getting his own Disney Plus show with Liam Neeson. And this would take place before Phantom Menace, which would be awesome. And you said this was going to be animated, correct? Um, no reports on that, but, um, I'm not sure. I mean, if they wanted to include Dooku, they would have to make it animated because yes. Christopher Lee's dead. Yes. R- rest in peace. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that could, that could be interesting. I'd rather do animated because I feel like I can get away with a lot more and I don't trust the DCGIing of people's faces. It's way too much all, all over the place. Like, yeah. sometimes it looks really good, and then you have Michael Douglas look amazing in Ant-Man, and then <laughs> Endgame comes out, and I thought it looked atrocious in Endgame. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. I mean, I don't think it'll be as bad as uh, Princess Leia de-aged. I never thought that looked too bad. It still doesn't bother me. That was a face swap, too. That wasn't Carrie Fisher doing that. That was a right. different actress. I think maybe even her daughter. No, it was... No, it wasn't her daughter. No, but, her daughter was in the movie. <laughs> yes, of course. No, her da- yeah, her daughter is the one who walks her away in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I, I, uh, that movie. Uh, it does not age well. Anywho, uh, what's that. next? Um, Disney CEO confirms Kathleen Kennedy is secure at the top of Lucasfilms, which no one should be happy about, but it is what it is. <laughs> I think she's got like a contract left, a year left on her contract. So I think they're just saying that for good graces and stock points and they don't want to piss off their person who's sitting on top right now so they're just gonna let a contract run out and then bye bye i hope so but there was reports that they're like mapping out 20 years in the future for star wars so hopefully kathleen kennedy has nothing to do with that (laughs) 
Yeah, I know. Hey, she also helped make the Twilight Zone 1980-something movie, so go look that up if you want another reason why I don't like Kathleen Kennedy. Let's go on. Uh, Bad Batch debuts May the 4th, and then we'll have new episodes every Friday after that. Yeah, and this is going off the whole Disney Plus keep you subscription. Hey, you're going to get a Marvel show, then you're going to get a Star Wars show, then you're going to get a Marvel show. So, beautiful. I can't wait for this. I want to see what these characters are going to do and what this show can explore. Plus we get more Fennec. Yeah, it's Fennec, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It looks really good in animation. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I hope, uh, is agent may, uh, I the, pray she's doing the voice. You can't have Fennec without her. So yeah, exactly. Rewatching agents of shield right now. I'm about midway through season four currently. Holy crap. That made me so more excited, like for what Fennec could be in the Boba Fett series. Cause oh yeah. Ming Na Wen, uh, if you haven't watched Agents of Shield, she is an amazing hand-to-hand um, action and weapons. This, you, you, of course, you saw that in that Mandalorian episode. But she is so good at playing a sidekick or slash side, um, like a lieutenant to a captain. So that's why I can't really wait to see what her and Boba Fett can do with each other as characters. Oh yeah, they're gonna rule uh, Tatooine with an iron yep. fist. <laughs> exactly no pun intended to marvel bum, bum, bum. <laughs> rod keep it coming all right so uh harrison doula will be taking the place of cara dune and rangers of the new republic also cara dune will not be recast i'm taking a moment because i want to make sure i'm saying what i say right i really like the cara dune character we've uh gone over it before it sucks what happened with gina carano um you know this is just the world we live in you can't say things nowadays in 2020 in 2021 that caught up the biter in the ass um sucks that this character will no longer be in it but once i hear uh zendula is coming who i think is way better and now i'm really intrigued uh who they could cast as her uh, off a of live action um we'll have to talk about maybe that in a different episode because i, I want to build a nice list because our girl chloe bennett who i think could have actually done it <laughs> another agents of shield actor she's going to be in powderpuff girls so i don't think she'll have the time to do it so it sucks but you know i kind of want it to be done gracefully if they're going to kill her off or at least let the character go out on a heroic mark like she did something courageous when she died i just don't want her to be like oh there's a ship and then bam it blows up out of nowhere Right. And with Hera, it could open up the possibility of like a force using pilot, because when we see her, she will have a son who's the son of Kanan Jarrus, dead Jedi. Yes. So that's exactly another great point made there, too. So it expands the universe, but keeps it close to where people who are casuals won't be lost. So uh, next, there is reports that the Lando Calrissian show for Disney Plus We'll be jumping back and forth between Billy D. Williams in the present, which is after the rise of Skywalker, and Donald Glover's uh, character from Solo. So we'll be seeing both actors. That's very cool. This reminds me, I think it was back in 2016, um, or I think, yeah, 20, 2015, 2016, they wanted to do Die Hard. I think it would be number five at this point, but it was supposed to coincide with the 30th anniversary of the uh, attack of the first movie. But... What they really wanted to do was have old Bruce Willis going back and they were going to de-age him and have him going back to before that. Like, so it would have been early 80s, uh, John McClane. So when you give me that idea, that kind of that's a cool idea. So you can have the older actor, the original one, with a new one, and it'd be very well done. Yeah, and they might even age up Donald Glover just a little bit depending on, like, 
where in Lando's past they decide to go. And like, show me how he got Cloud City. I need to know that. <laughs> yep. Show me what he did. I think would be interesting and cool too, because it'd be another Rogue One kind of like story. I want to know what he was doing between Episode Five and Six um, before they got Han, and then you can do stories right after. Um, you can do more of the Battlefront Two stories because he did show up in Battlefront Two where he was uh, supposed to scout an Imperial base. And of course, he got into a gunfight. So you can do the, you can touch three different eras and give great meaning to them. Yeah, like, you know, it could be really cool. Yeah. That, I, oh, God. I, I just want Donald Glover so bad. It, it's basically like, I don't even know if they have to make it necessarily a cohesive, like, show. Each episode could be its own, like, mini short where it's a different like an anthology story. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Cause it doesn't even have to be him. Yeah, doing like I wouldn't mind seeing him just doing a heist or um he showed up, I think it was called Idiots of Ray in Rebels, and that was a cool episode. And speaking of Ezra, I loved how Ezra every time he kept getting caught in the show, he was like, I'm Lando Calvisian. <laughs> right. I always thought that was really cool too. And uh let's just jump right into it. And speaking of Ezra, we have multiple reports and fan castings that uh Mena Masood, who played Aladdin in the live-action Disney movie. There's a lot of rumors he's going to be playing Ezra, and recently he even posted a shirtless picture on Instagram with the caption, Hey, just so you know, when I escape, I won't hurt any of you, which is a direct quote from Ezra in the episode of Rebels. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, why? Why? <laughs> it's, I think Either. it's all but confirmed at this point. He's got to be yeah. Ezra. Or he's just making sure fans freak out for him. That's the only other thing. Like, he's trying to make sure he gets fan cast. Like, to the point where, like, no, like, just like, he wants to be like a Sebastian Stan. He wants to be like <laughs> all these other actors who want roles and they take photos and they try and build up internet hype. Um, I hope, I hope that he is really doing this uh, role. Uh, the more I've looked at different photos of him, I haven't watched Aladdin, but I'm just going off of appearance because this is the sucky thing about being Star Wars. Uh, actor in Star Wars is that it seems like if you're a no-name you have a better chance at being more entwined into the role like The Rock could yeah. we ever imagine The Rock really in the Star Wars movie without being taken away to the fact that this is The Rock <laughs> unless he's an alien and he's covered up in like prosthetics oh dude he could play Savage Press if they ever decide that but that's about it <laughs> see I've always said if they did Knights of the Republic I'd always want him to be like a random commando that shows up for like two minutes every time and or has a kick-ass scene oh real quick let's before we finish the news um i totally forgot to tell you this before the prep and i just looked down and i remembered it now um uh, the 2003 clone wars animated series even though it's not canon will be added to disney plus too i actually have that written down i was gonna bring that up at the end as a little <laughs> surprise <laughs> like, oh whoops piece of information <laughs> yeah i'm very excited for that um even though the full thing's on youtube and it's in pretty good uh i think it's like in 1080 but you know everything looks better coming off a streaming app i love that series even though some of it in my head is canon like how anakin got a scar on his eye they've never explain that i like uh the whole way they got palpatine the way they kidnapped uh palpatine before episode three i thought it was really well done i never did watch the show so i'm definitely going to be something i'm going to watch once it's on disney plus dude it's like two hours it's awesome like you get to watch a two-hour animated movie like the first half takes right 
after Attack of the Clones. Um, Asajj Ventress is in it, too. Uh, you get to see how Count Dooku supposedly recruited her. Uh, he has, like, a giant coliseum battle with all of these different types of warriors, and she shows up out of nowhere with her green and blue lightsabers and just Fs everyone up. And then, um, what is cool? Else is cool. Oh, yeah, um, the, the whole battle of Coruscant's awesome. Like, oh, and Mace Windu beats up a bunch of droids with his fists because he loses his lightsaber. <laughs> it's crazy because the guy who made Samurai Jack made this. So it's shot like Samurai Jack from uh, Cartoon Network. And okay. like, I want to say 2002, 2001, that show came out. It, it was a long time ago. Definitely mm-hmm. something we grew up on. Uh, but two more pieces of news and then we're going to get into the heart of this episode. Okay. All right. So uh, Benedict Cumberbatch says he will not be playing Thrawn because he does not want to spend eight hours getting painted blue. <laughs> I will say this, son. I will roll back uh, Disney will give you as much money as you want if they want you. And guess what? If Matthew McConaughey almost went back to a romantic comedy, which he said he would never do, but once he got $14.5 million offered to him, he said the script became really good. All I'm saying is, depending on how much Disney wants to pay him in cash up front, points on the side, merchandising rights, if they really want him, and he only works for them technically with Marvel, he'll do it, dude. I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm give, not giving up hope. <laughs> Apparently, it was because he wanted to be able to spend more time with his children, and filming while being painted blue just wasn't in the cards for him. <laughs> I don't believe it yet. <laughs> he'll he'll want to spend a lot more time with his grandchildren too when he's retired at fifty. <laughs> I don't know how old he is even. <laughs> All right, last piece of news. Uh, Yoda is apparently going to return for the Acolyte series on Disney+. And this Acolyte series takes place during the High Republic, back when Yoda was a young Jedi badass. So you mean like 500 years old, Yoda? So <laughs> that, that'll be interesting. I wonder if we'll see Yoda with hair. That's what I want to know. Did Yoda have hair ever? <laughs> just have some like long flowing locks to go along with this no dude, i want <laughs> i want him to look like the gremlin uh <laughs> the one with the mohawk oh yeah you imagine yoda awesome. with like a long mohawk <laughs> it'd be so cool because then it would make sense like he was the badass youth but as he got older he got he he lowered down so then he became this wise master but i don't know that's just my me being funny but yeah that'd be cool man um more yoda the better as long as we don't get a yoda show that's the one thing i don't need i think clone wars wrapped everything up for yoda exactly all right so let's get into what i want to talk about uh so the rest of this episode we're going to be uh this is going to be kind of like once in a while thing we want to do because before disney um even though fans are still doing it nowadays but they can't make money off of it um george lucas used to let fans do whatever they want with his property uh he would watch them all and he'd give approval he'd comment on them so we're going to be talking about our favorite star wars fan films uh you can find all of these on youtube i'm going to be posting the links for all of these ones on our facebook page for when you want to find them so these are our favorite moments and fan films let's get into our first one um this one was created by the guy who pretty much inspired me to do this podcast uh it's star wars theory on youtube if you want to watch him he does amazing thing he does crazy fan theories he comes up with and then about i want to say it's now about two years ago he created a star wars fan film called vader and this rocked my world it cost him about a hundred grand from what i've read out of his own pocket to make this movie and he was not allowed to make a single profit from it ron what did you think of this fan film 
this is exactly what I wanted Vader to do ever since the original trilogy. <laughs> it starts off Vader like in a like almost a meditation type state where he's dreaming of overthrowing Palpatine. But in this dream, he is not powerful enough to do so. And Palpatine just toys with him. The amount of power that this was like the hallway scene times 10. I loved how it was filmed during the Clone Wars era. So it showed that he was going up against clones that knew how to take out a force user, first of all. Second, just the concentration of him being able to defect blasters with his left hand and then choking Palpatine with his right at the same time. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? And then just the shit on Kylo Ren even more. He stops like a minigun blaster, all of the shots, not just one like Kylo, probably like what? A hundred shots, he just stops midair. And in the way it was shot too, I love how it lit up the room. It was just like, oh, dude, you are so screwed right now. <laughs> he went full Matrix, man. He just stopped yeah. everything in its tracks. Yeah, and the gruesomeness of Palpatine, too, of how the actor who's playing Palpatine, you know, we all can do ah, Palpatine voice something, something, duck said <laughs> something. And it, the way he just was breaking the bones, like twisting the legs left, twisting the legs right, like so angry that this guy promised him so much. And it was just a bunch of bull crap. I loved it dude yeah like in this vision i'm pretty sure vader kills palpatine twice or so he thinks yeah palpatine gets right back up <laughs> and this is and it also shows that this wasn't just like fan stuff he's respecting to what marvel has been diving into in the vader comics as well the struggle of uh his love for padme and because he loved padme there's always lightness in him and regret but padme even in death is still pulling the strings on him in a good way that it keeps bringing him back like he doesn't care about anything but himself as bad that is until luke he finds out who luke skywalker is yeah i think he would have like easily killed palpatine and just ruled in his place mm -hmm. your giant walking breathing machine um, <laughs> right. of force lightning strike away is where you're gonna die i love this fan film i think this is gonna be i think this is my favorite one we're gonna talk about but once that little like dream sequence ends he actually gets summoned by palpatine and like it's crazy because palpatine's like oh you want to kill me don't you <laughs> it's like do it like come on i want you to do it and then vader's like nope i'm flat out not strong enough <laughs> yep I haven't learned the ways yet. And the fact that Palpatine then sends him to Naboo because there's some stuff going on Naboo just drives it because Padme shows up at the end of that dream sequence or meditation sequence. And I, I kind of like that too. And the fact that you got the evil eyes and all that, like, ah. Oh. Well, that is really well done. And with Naboo being the birth planet of Padme, like, no matter what, if Vader goes to Naboo, he's automatically conflicted. So this is going to be his ultimate test. Correct. And then there's also, uh, it's been delayed because, you know, guys, let's be honest, none of us can drop a hundred grand and not make a profit from it. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> At least you'd get a car for that price. Um, but part two is, uh, we got a teaser for it. It hasn't been released yet. And it's gone full Clone Wars CGI, kind of. Because the movie ends and you've seen um, Vader walks into a temple and he sees a hole in the ground in part one and you hear clones screaming for their lives and you see a purple lightsaber ignite and glow. So it teases its Mace Windu. The part two teaser, which is about four and a half minutes long, you see from first person perspective on and off of these clones just getting wiped out by Mace Windu. And it was so awesome. Like the Republic Commando like vision of it too. And it was shot like a horror film. Kind of like Jason. 
or aliens and that i really like that and that just got me so hyped for it too so what star wars theory is doing is crazy like you can tell he's so passionate about it he makes us look like nothing as star wars fans <laughs> so our uh, second one is maul yes i i love this one too because anything with maul in it immediately has my attention right um <laughs> this was just well done this is uh now that we we've gotten to see because of clone wars and rebels we get to see more of the intelligent maul and then um some of the comics they showed what maul was like with palpatine canon and uh non-canon stuff this i love seeing this animal maul like just unleash the rage because in the comics palpatine takes him to um malachor correct that's the planet that the temple was on in rebels i believe yes okay and on that planet palpatine made him suck in ashes of a dead sith and make him have all these memories and all this anger of what the jedi did to the sith did corrupt him so this is the mall we see now he's just driven by blind rage he's kind of like under a spell and damn dude it's it's so well done here the choreography blows me away oh this lightsaber battle pretty much rivals anything that we've seen on like the big screen it was maul at his best he was taking on six jedi at once yes that that that's the most interesting thing but and i love it too at the end when he's trying to kill the female padawan you see him hesitate a little bit and it just shows like there might be an actual glimpse of humanity left in him and then you see palpatine is watching via like droid cam and it's like okay i can't hesitate and just kills the padawan correct yeah because they got the droid i like that too uh i like the mortal combat style looking jedi i think i told you his fight sequence with maul though you could tell that was just like two guys who were just strictly like they're not the strongest in the force but they understand how to handle a lightsaber oh yeah he was really good at uh choreographed fight scenes he was awesome and the master to the young jedi girl too you could tell he was definitely trying to channel he kind of lost his edge there towards the battle yeah the end of his fight it was all just trying to give time for his padawan to run because he knew he was matched even though he um, did put up a little bit of a fight agreed agreed with you 100 on that one uh what's the next one you want to go with oh you 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 talk about this next one i'll uh, follow you lead uh, this one. let's do shadow of the republic so this is clone wars style animation and you get these clone commandos trying to rescue a senator or at least so they think so they go into this room and kill off all the people that were holding this senator and then you get palpatine on a on like a little hologram thing like uh is it taken care of and then the commando just shoots the senator too it's like yep all done I'm like holy shit what did i just watch <laughs> the fact that this was done with a motion capture suit and all that kind of stuff makes it very awesome uh the people over at cinematic captures did amazing with this short film it's only about six and a half minutes long and yeah you should download it once you get a chance to run i think you i don't know if it's going to be on xbox but if you get a chance to download republic commandos because i know it's gonna i think it's supposed to show up on the ps4 here in the next it might already be up but this game did you play it at all uh no i don't think okay. i ever got to dude you'll love this this was exactly the kind of missions you had to do in the game and it was kick ass so <laughs> they, they this was like a fan film love to that era and i love the design of republic commandos i'll never stop gushing about them i think they're the coolest looking style of clone soldiers ever they look like mandalorians man like i said a million times <laughs> Django fett mandalorian mandalorian clones brought peace to republic and 
killed a Jedi, so they lived out their premonition. But yeah, I, I the the action was really well done. Um, the choreography. That's the thing that keeps blowing me away when they do these action sets in these Star Wars fan films. It always blows me away. Yeah, all these fan films have been really, really good at just setting up the scene and even just doing really well choreographed, like whether it be animation or live action, just choreographed fights. It's crazy. Agreed. Agree with you 100% on that. This is something else that I want to mind a sequel to as well. And this is kind of the stuff I want to see from the Bad Batch. We already saw it a little bit, but I kind of like it better. Like when they, I like seeing the quick SEAL Team Six kind of stuff when clones aren't just running and guns blazing. I thought there was supposed to be a sequel to it, but I don't know. Uh, they might be working on it still right now. You know, COVID pushed everything back from fans. Like our one friend Jake, when he finished up his movie, he had to wait like I think two or three months to shoot one scene. Jeez. Yeah, and it took him a day to shoot. I think a whole weekend to shoot like one thirty-second scene because you know he. He's an independent filmmaker. So, and that was just because he was filling out the protocols. They had to make sure and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, hopefully once the uh, vaccine starts rolling out, that we can get more films and more <laughs> TV shows. So I think we should talk about, uh, how many more do we have left? We've talked about three. Uh, last one's Kenobi. Yes. And this is from Jamie Costa. Now, Jamie Costa should be very big to anyone that loves Star Wars fan stuff because he's done a Han Solo thing. A lot of people wanted him to be Han Solo. He's the guy, if you've ever seen on Facebook, it was about six years ago. He can do the impression of Robin Williams, and it's scary, like, how well he can do. He is very good at doing different actors' impressions and all this kind of stuff. And he actually made a Solo one, a Han Solo movie, too. But this Kenobi one was super well done. Yeah, it opens up with him on Tatooine looking over Luke. And then uh, you see him like he's set up in a cave and basically still trying to wrestle the ghosts of his past. And this is the kind of stuff I hope we get from the TV show. Like if I was going to pitch this before they did it, like uh, officially we're going to push forward with Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is the film I would have brought into the pitch studio. I'm like, you see what this guy did? Now let's do it real. It honestly seems like it would be taking a scene directly from the Kenobi show. Yeah, if not, they're definitely going to take it. Like, it's just so well done, man. Yeah, but you have uh, Lars, who's Luke's uncle, looking after him. Just flat out tell Kenobi, he's like, you need to leave. You're you're going to draw the Empire here. It's going to be bad for us, and it's going to be bad for Luke. And Kenobi was actually about to leave, and then the Empire finds him. Yeah, because he wanted to toss out Anakin's lightsaber, get rid of it, and then sand people knock him out. And that's just like leads to like the Empire kind of swarming laws and all this stuff. But the coolest thing I love in this fan film was when Kenobi caught the speeder bike because the one scout troop is trying to run away to tell everyone about this and you see Obi-Wan pulling it back I was like that's so cool like it's those <laughs> forced moments it's like when Ahsoka caught the starship and I love seeing like little Luke over here and clearly he's young too young to remember this later on but Kenobi's lightsaber skills too he's the best defensive Jedi of all time and he shows it off here by deflecting blasts from I think it's like five or six different stormtroopers all shooting him simultaneously yeah, it's just so well done. And the storytelling and the acting is really well done. I love how Luke is looking at the lightsaber, too. Like, he's kind of enthralled by it. Like, <laughs> you know, it's either he want, he's, like, drawn to it or not. And I like how he sends this stormtrooper off, too. Like, they made sure one was still alive, but, like, it was something else that happened here. <laughs> it was not my lightsaber. It's killing your best friends in front of you. 
well that and the guy uh you said his name's jim costa uh jamie costa jamie costa he looks a lot like obi-wan kenobi i'm so jealous of that beard and hair combination <laughs> if only if only ron if only but yeah he, he's really good uh look up his stuff you i feel like you've definitely seen that uh videos that was on social media like years ago of him doing like the robin williams uh impressions like he did like i think every one of robin williams movie roles <laughs> that'd be he's fun to watch Dude, it's so good. It's so good. Ah, oh, man. But this is why I love Star Wars fans. And yes, at times we wear each other's throats, but at <laughs> other times we go on and make this amazing kind of content. Yeah, nothing uh, movie-wise is good enough, but the fan films are. <laughs> yes, exactly. It gives us hope. Um, so I think on this, we're going to leave it here. Like I said, I'm going to try and bring this back once in a while. Um, there's so many different ones there's good ones bad ones eventually we're gonna have to talk about some of the bad ones what we did or did not like uh but to make sure be sure to follow us on facebook at two guys one lightsaber and our gmail is at two guys one lightsaber too correct yes yes it is we want your questions so be sure to send us some fun questions or maybe some news that we haven't seen or talked about yet but you want our thoughts about it uh characters comics video games anything send it to us at two guys one lightsaber at gmail and until next time which we're going to be going to another galaxy far far away from the star wars universe <laughs> uh we're going to be talking about the marvel universe and we're going to talk about wandavision coming up we're going to do our whole thoughts about that whole series because it's going to be a one-off and we're also going to be talking about uh the marvel and dc universe we got falcon and winter soldier coming up yep do you want to do one episode at a time or do you want to do two uh i like doing one okay yeah we're gonna give we're some gonna thoughts and possible theories onto what's to come we're gonna call those the holocron episodes of marvel we'll call that marvel holocron so be <laughs> sure to look for that where we're going to talk about falcon and winter soldier weekly then also another universe we got a freaking light speed too <laughs> super fast <laughs> uh we're gonna also be doing uh and we might have a special guest joining us as well um we're gonna be talking about Zack snyder's justice league card uh we're giving this a little bit more time because we'll really make sure our thoughts and theories about this. We don't want to get caught up in the hype. Plus, I have to watch it a second time. This time with a notepad in my lap while I write <laughs> right. down notes. But I can't wait to talk about all this great content with you guys. Two guys, one lightsaber. We appreciate all of you guys been listening to us and giving us support. Be sure to also, if you haven't yet, subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify. Leave us that five-star rating because that will keep us up there so that way other people can keep finding us as well and also write a review as well i appreciate the reviews we have gotten so far they've been very kind to me and they have really inspired me to keep this going because this has been a dream of mine since i was like 19 to do something like this and now i finally have the balls to do it at 27 so <laughs> thank you guys so much and be sure to keep listening to us until next time i'm mike pandoff and I'm Ron Burgess. Take it easy, everyone.